if you have a young child, if you have a child when you're young, um, you have to know going in that you're going to get better and you're going to progress, but do the best you can. Welcome to the Business of Parenting podcast. Tune in as we discuss the principles of successful parenting as a business professional. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of BOP, the Business of Parenting podcast, where I get to talk about anything and everything I want to talk when it comes to parenting. I have a very special guest with me. I have the one, the only, (laughs) (laughs) a great friend. I have Mr. Justin Surreal with me. Justin, what's up, man? How you doing? How are you, Jason? I'm good. I'm good. I do. Con- you know, we've only met in person at maybe one, only one time. Twice. Isn't that crazy? Because it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't I feel I do like feel, I, I do feel like we're I feel like we're friends. I feel like we have the same body type. I feel like we both have facial hair. I feel like we both from automotive. I feel like yes. we're like, you know, kindred spirits. hundred percent. I'm pretty confident that if 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 I needed to call you to get me out of jail, I'm, I'm, I, you know, yeah. I was in your area, you'd probably come get me. I would, um, I would do what I could to get you out for sure. <laughs> yep. And we only met one time. Only one time. One time. But hey, yep. kindred spirits, that's how it works. <laughs> hey, man, thanks so much for taking the time to uh, jam with me today. This is going to be a very fun conversation. You know, um, I am definitely no expert, all right, in the business that is parenting. Um, I've made it kind of my goal to take kind of a, a systematic approach to parenting, which may not be everybody's cup of tea. And I understand, you know, I, yes, I, I do see my kids as products and I do see that I got 18, I got 18 years to put the products out into market and the market's going to determine if they're a dick or not. Um, so, so like it is a business to me and that's just the way I like to process it. And, uh, we have some cool topics before we kind of get into our topics today. You know, I love kicking off these podcasts with a little origin story because I'm always fascinated to find out myself. So let's kick this off with a little bit about yourself and the family, and then we'll get into our topics. So I, uh, I'm from the automotive space, as you know, we just talked about, and, um, that's how I, I, I was introduced to you and my wife and I have six kids, uh, ranging from 22 to nine. And, um, they're all different, five girls and a boy. (laughs) And each one of them is completely different in their own way. And, um, you know, that gets, that gets us here. You know, we're going to have to get your, your better half on here. At some point, yeah. time. And this yeah, is actually really fun. Sure. You know what? I'm gonna do one with you, and then I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do record one with her. Um, because I'm curious to see what the contrast is. Oh, uh, but but you can't uh, talk about talk, it. We should talk about that alone because she is completely different parent parent type than I am. But but isn't? I mean, that's normally how it better is, too. right? She's better. <laughs> she's she's a better parent for sure. But but no, I mean that that's a good podcast topic in itself. I love when we go squirrel. Me and you like to go squirrel pretty yeah, fast, right? Yeah. Um, but, but, but there, but there is something there, right? I mean, like in business, you have partners and, and typically partners bring something, you know, to the business that the other partner doesn't bring. Hence the reason why the partnership works incredibly well. And it's the same with my wife. I, I'd be the first one to admit that since I, I grew up and worked in the automotive space that, you know, look, it's an industry of suck it up, buttercup and check it out the door. Yeah. I, I might be a little rough around the edges yeah, at too. time, you know, and she's in my partner is the, the, the softer, maybe, 
you know, gentler tone. Um, but yeah. but there's a balance. There's a balance, and that's that's a good thing. But anyways, I digress. That's a good rabbit hole. We'll definitely yeah. save that for another podcast. But yeah. but they, that's not that's a good segue actually to uh, to our first topic today is is being a kid when having kids. All right. Yeah. Tell us a little yeah. bit about when you had your first and what was going on in your world during that time. Yes. So we had our first, I was uh, 21, newly 21. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one thing I can say, and it's, it always, it makes me sad. It always makes me sad. It makes me feel guilty is that <clears throat> I'm a much different, better dad to my nine-year-old than I was to my 22-year-old. Mm-hmm. And um, I was there, I was present, I was, you know, I was around, but um, at 21 years old, it's just a complete, my, my mind wasn't anything like it is now. Oh. And um, just, you know, from, from A to Z, the way, the way that it's just totally different. I'm just a completely different person now than I was then. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I was, I was home every night. I was tucking her in. I was telling her I love her, all that stuff. But, you know, it's just I'm so much better now than I was. And um, so for those of you young parents out there, um, you know, you're gonna, you, you are going to grow as you develop an age and, and learn things and you learn about parenting. Um, just like even if, you're, even if you have two kids, it's almost it's almost impossible not to be a better parent to that second kid than the first kid because you learn so much from the first kid, right? Oh yeah, there's definitely a progression. I mean, yeah, I remember sure. I remember when Lily was born. I think it took me about thirty minutes to uh, put her into her car seat because, like, I was like, mm-hmm. it has to be perfect, yeah, symmetrical. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Shh, you know, yeah. and I'm like, you know, I I think the drive home was literally about two and a half miles. Like, yeah. that's how close we live. Super close to the hospital. Yeah. I think I did it in 15 minutes. Um, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like there was just this. And then I remember by the time, you know, like Luke was born, uh, you know, it was like on the way home from the hospital, like, well, let's stop and get breakfast. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Let's go do that. Yeah. You know, we're just like yeah. bringing them in. We're like, you know, and yeah. it's like, you know, your first one, you know, you know, you, you, it's a different mindset. Everything's so different, right? It's so yeah. new. It's so different. You're like, don't touch that. Don't put that in your mouth. And, yeah. You know, yeah. when you're, when then by the time you get to a certain point, you're like, well, I guess I'll consider that lunch. Uh, <laughs> and like, yeah, all right. We'll, we'll call that lunch. There we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I remember, man, I remember when Lily was born, there was this like, it was just the most awkward feeling. Uh, Cause I was young. I was in my young twenties as well. Right. And, and there was like, within about 30 minutes of, you know, her being in the world, it was this, there was this like, I had this just difficulty to remember anything that happened prior to that. It was, it was, it was like everything that had happened prior to that felt like such a distance, a distant memory, you know? And I was like, Oh crap. This is weird, you know. Um, yeah, but but everything it, changes. It it fundamentally change. It fundamentally yeah. changes. And um, and to your point, I think there's a mindset around um, uh, willingness to change and accepting change. You know, you how how do you feel? And that would be my next question for you. How, how do you how do you feel like we can maintain that acceptance of change? Because I think that's the hardest part when we're young and we're having kids. Yeah, yeah. So when you you know. <clears throat> 
as you have your second kid, your third kid, your fourth kid, you, you anticipate those. Okay. I'm not going to sleep as well. I'm going to, the baby's going to be crying. We're going to have to feed it. We're going to, we're going to be waking up all night, which, which Evelyn did the bulk of, okay, believe me, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you anticipate a lot more, you know what to expect. And that first one, it really is like a, it's a major culture shock. You know, it's like, wow. You know, there's, I have a, I have a human being that, you know, is here that I helped create. It's, it's, it's very, it's very crazy for sure. You know, and and I think it it is crazy. It is crazy. But um, I think just like in business, you have to have this, this mindset of growth, you know, Right, right. You're like, um, I'm not necessarily sure how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to kind of like figure it out. So that was the one thing I wish someone kind of bestowed on me of going, yeah. you will have no clue what to do, except yeah. that right out of the gate. All right. Yeah. But what you can control is your willingness to learn what to do. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. and I just don't remember that being, you know, it, it didn't take me until a few kids later, you know, yeah. like, tell yeah. you, like, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I, this is like, I got to like regularly commit myself to like learning and reading books or listening to podcasts or, you know, yeah. What, yeah. whatever it was. Right. You know, but uh, it's definitely a challenge and willingness to learn and adapt and change is pretty much the model. Right. And, yeah. you know, yeah. which is kind of a good segue kind of into our next topic. Um, parenting kids with special needs. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have a, you have a, beautiful daughter tell us a little bit about her yeah so our youngest daughter um has has down syndrome she's nine years old and she's the best thing that ever happened to me and uh but she's a handful for sure you know she's parenting her um it really relates back to um when you have that when you have your first child those feelings that you have those wow everything's Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm it was the exact same feeling with my sixth child because, um, everything was different. Right. Um, she was in, she was in the NICU for over two weeks, two and a half weeks. And that, I mean, you know, having a child and you think, okay, a day or so after you get to take her home or him home Mm -hmm. and then, um, having to leave her there, that was brutal, brutal on, on myself and especially my wife, um, having to go home at night and leave her there. Um, and that's just one little, that's just one little thing. We had to bring her home from the hospital on oxygen. You know, she had to have an oxygen tube in because, um, it's just, you know, it just so many, so many different things to deal with. And it was like this, just my world was shook, you know? And, now I realize, you know, she, she is the best thing that's ever happened to me, but she's, she's a handful, man. I sleep with one eye open because you never know what she's, what, what she's doing. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, new things that you have to learn, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I know I've had this conversation now with a few other parents, you know, around special needs and, you know, there, there are things they had to, you know, embrace themselves that maybe wasn't natural you know, to them. Yeah. I, uh, for example, I remember having one conversation where it was like, it was routine. Like the mm-hmm. routine is like the most incredibly important. Um, Absolutely. What, what are some of the things that you had to, you had to learn? Cause it's just, it's a different game now. It, it, it is, it's it the is. same game, but it's a different game. It right? is, it is. 
so uh, routine for my daughter, and I know every every special need is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but my daughter with Down syndrome, routine is very very important to her. So uh, last night, um, <clears throat> for about four weeks in the summertime, she goes to like a, a partial day school, which is really just for her to get her therapies, um, speech therapy, physical therapy, etc. And um, so in the summertime, we almost instantly, as soon as school's out, we kind of switch our schedule. We're usually really early to bed and early to rise through the school year. But in the summertime, as soon as school's out, we kind of flip that around a little bit. We'll stay up until, you know, I know it's not that late, but we'll stay up till 11 or 12. (laughs) And and we, (laughs) we sleep in a little bit, you know, we'll get up at nine sometimes. And so we knew that this summer school program was starting a few weeks ago and we tried to, okay, now we've got to transition back to early to bed, early to rise. And it's been difficult because she just can't get, we can't get the sleep schedule right with her. So last night she was up a little later. We knew she had school this morning. She was up a little later than, than we would have wanted her to be up. And this morning was, you know, it was tough. There were tears for sure. <laughs> But, you know, but I mean, that is definitely a part of the the business that is parenting. And also, Mm -hmm. look, an incredibly important lesson to learn, you know, not just in the business of parenting, but just in business in general. I mean, I remember, you know, when I first started my business that routine, whatever, you know, I, I came in as like the firefighter, the firefighter with like my hose ready. And it was just like, okay. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Where, where's the fire? I'm coming yeah. in hot. You know, like, and that's how I operated my business uh, mm-hmm. for a long time. And you know what? I also got to be honest with you. I feel like that's also kind of how I operated the business of being a parent for a mm-hmm. while there. I, I, I was, I was that firefighter coming in hot. I'm just like, where's the fire? <laughs> Get off your brother. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't talk to your mother that way. You know, like, yeah. I'm just. <laughs> You know, yeah. it, it wasn't until I think in business, you know, I had a mentor tell me just the the importance of a routine that just from a from a just a psychological perspective, how you're just your brain gets trained, you know, to kind of uh, handle these highs and lows throughout the day, and just how yeah. insanely important it is. And I, I I don't know about you, but did do you feel like you are better now, just personally and professionally with routines? <laughs> Oh, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I guess it was really even, I guess COVID really got everybody in this calendar kick too. Mm, Yeah, that's Um, a good point. And I think before, and I'm not saying a lot of people didn't use their calendar before COVID, but for me, that was when I really started using my calendar. I live and die by my calendar. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I live and die by it. Um, My oldest son, who's 21, he's home from the army. He asked me last night, um, if he, if we could go fishing and, uh, I said, absolutely. When do you want to go? And he said, you know, Mondays are good for me with his schedule, whatever he said, how about Monday evening? I'm like, perfect. I'm putting on my calendar before I forget. Um, and how this relates to your question is I'm saying like my calendar now is part of my routine. Oh, 100%. It's part of my routine. I used it. I know you do. You've told me that I remember you telling me one time that you'll schedule like a bedtime story or whatever in your calendar, right? Like uh, I, I, I maintain, uh, I maintain regular times, regular times. Right. So like, okay. um, I actually have given my kids access to my calendar. Um, but awesome. I gotta be honest, this was actually by accident. This wasn't intentional. Um, yeah. my kids, uh, schooling and all of their stuff is on G suite. Oh, 
So they okay. u- they use they use Gmail and Google for everything, right? And okay. my business we use G Suite for all of our email and calendars and stuff like that. And um my daughter was using my laptop to do some schoolwork. So she had logged into her Gmail account. And mm-hmm. at some point in time, I think the calendar recognized there were two like Gmails logged in and actually asked her if right. she wanted to sync the calendar with the other calendar. She just didn't know what it right. She hit yes, right? And then all right. of a sudden I started getting these notifications of like like projects, like a history project. I'm like yeah, I ain't got no history project. What is, what is <laughs> yeah. this? Like, I'm asking my team. I'm like, who's booking this, right? Like and in it, LA. Yeah, and I'm like, what is <laughs> this stuff? And what I'm is like, this? and I realized, <laughs> I, <laughs> and I really, but it was cool though. I actually realized that it was it was her calendar that was synced to mine, right, and right. and I could <laughs> see this, but it, it 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 was a total accidental hack because now it allowed me to know what she was doing throughout the day, so then I would right. be asking her questions. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I know you got this. Um, yeah, exactly. You got this family, you know, heritage presentation on Wednesday. Are you are, are you ready? Do you want to work with me a little bit on yeah. it? You know, or something That's like great. that. So because because I don't think I would have had the routine of asking. Now I actually had it in front of me. So then what right. I decided one day is to reverse it backwards and let them see my calendar, which made it very interesting. I mean, they, they, they knew I was meeting with you this morning. Right, they're like right. they're like oh you're gonna you're gonna talk with justin tomorrow i say yeah yeah, <laughs> who's yeah. Justin? It's like, well who's justin and i did i pulled it up uh yeah. i pulled up i pulled up uh, your linkedin i think i found a picture of you and your daughter and i said yeah that's that's one uh-huh. of his kids i think he has six oh, that's, that's you know cool. that's and then they were cool. asking and they were asking questions six kids and i'm like i know right <laughs> that's really cool that's but, a good idea actually and it's, a, it's um, hacking it right yeah yeah that's a really good idea to, to let them at your calendar. But I don't remember, I think we were in a think tank and you told me, yeah, I schedule my calendar. Like I have dinner scheduled with my kids or everything. I, I, I do. I remember saying that. I um, do. And there's, there's another little hack there. Um, like I don't really need to slot out a six to eight o'clock for dinner, but right. when I put it in my calendar, it allows me to hit the do not disturb button. Ah, okay. ah, right. So it's not like it's not like ooh, it's six o'clock. I better go eat. On dinner. your phone, it turns on Do Not Disturb. Yes. So is that through, is that through Gmail? Uh, that's uh, that's an Apple thing, yeah. as far as I know. Um, it's like I can actually in Apple when I'm when I'm scheduling it, I can add Do Not Disturb during these hours, which is amazing because it will that's like the Apple Calendar. It's the Apple Calendar, but connecting to my Gmail, obviously, right? Um, but the yeah. cool the cool thing is like if you've seen it, have you ever tried to text somebody? When they're in do not disturb mode, you'll actually see yeah, you it. Yeah, you get that. You get that they're busy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're in a do not disturb mode. This message won't get to them until after that do not my disturb. Problem is, I don't like, know how to sync my. I have my Apple calendar and I have my Gmail calendar. I don't know how to sync. Is there a way to? Absolutely, Justin. Different podcasts. Hundred yeah. percent. Well, I'm gonna set you up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to send an IT guy to your place. Don't All right, worry. I need it. I need it. Uh, <laughs> well, this is a good segue into our next topic. Sure. Of training, coaching, and developing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to train you how to set up your calendar for you. No <laughs> right, I got right, you. Right. I got you. But uh, no, I, look, I think you have a very interesting perspective on this because you have a wide range of of young people that you are parenting, you know, between yeah. the ages of 9 to 22, you know, and I find kids, you know, uh, will fall in and out of their needs between training, developing, and coaching. And I'd love to kind of get your perspective of how you kind of approach those three with you with your family. Yeah, so I I'm very big. I've always been big on um, I really just want my kids to be decent human beings, to be good people. Um, 
I'm actually, and, and a lot of people are probably going to hate on this, but I guess it goes back to, and I think you probably know this about me that I wasn't a big, I wasn't big on school, you know, mm-hmm. school. I was a C student and a college dropout. Right. And, um, I also, you as, you as, as well as I know that, you know, you can be very successful in this world without school. hundred percent. I, I respect school. I, my, my oldest daughter's in college. My son is in pre-law at Pitt. I'm super proud of them. I want them to graduate. I encourage it. But I was always the dad who was like, just get C's and you're fine with me, but <laughs> get a C on that test. And but, but let's make sure that you're doing the right things, right? Like I had a rule, um, I had a rule. You never can't turn in your homework ever. Mm, okay. That's my one rule. I like that. So don't ever miss a homework assignment because it's your responsibility to do your homework. But then again, if the, if the homework came back a C, I'd be like, great job, man. You know, <laughs> I was, that's just how I thought about it. So that's, well, that but, was but that's actually cool though, because that makes them feel that gets them used to being comfortable with being uncomfortable because you, yeah. you know, that you're putting in something that's probably subpar because you had right. to wait till the very, 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 very last minute to do it, you know, right. but you still yeah. did it you know yeah. like i i love that sorry continue continue yeah it was that was like that was a big thing for me with school is like i don't i just want you basically the rules are pass and always turn your homework mm-hmm. and um complete. my daughter that's yeah. like yeah my daughter that's in california she um what's funny is uh every kid's different every kid was different at school but mm. um they were all they all exceeded they all got um one of them, one of them was like a kind of like a C student like I was, but the other older ones did great in school. They got all A's and here I was telling them C's are fine with me and they got all A's where when I grew up, I, you know, I was, I was expected more than a C and then I, I got D's, you know? Um, well, because, because, you know, their self-worth wasn't based on their, performance or their results, sorry, their self-worth was not based on their results. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, and, and I think that says a lot, you know, I mean, look, we're, we're definitely in a society where there, there is this expectation of results and, yeah. you know, and, and, and to put that onto kids, I think is very difficult. And, you know, when you don't, you know, it, it, it's like, look, you need to finish, you start something, yeah. you finish something. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, that is more important than the results that come into it. It's it's no different. You you played sports. You, you know, it's like you leave it all on the field. Doesn't matter if right. you won the game or not. You still put it in there. And I think that says right. a lot. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. No, no, that's good. That's good. So, um, my daughter that's my daughter that is in California. She has a full. So she um, the first two she transferred actually she transferred um, to from a Pennsylvania school to a California school and her second two years, she got a full complete scholarship. And I, I'll never forget. I used to threaten her all the time when she was in high school that I was going to take her books and lock them up in my trunk because I just, I, she was, she took it to a level where if it wasn't a over a 4.0 on everything, she didn't feel like she was, was, you know, and it got her this scholarship, which is great. But I was always trying to say, no, that's not, that's not what life is about. You know, mm-hmm. get a C on this test 
and let's go to a ball game or whatever, you know, like <laughs> um, that's just how I looked at it. So the training coaching, I guess I just really focus on um, responsibility. That's a big thing to me. Yes. Um, responsibility. Um, when you're old enough, get a job. As soon as you're old enough, you have to have a job. If you want to be here, you need, you should have a job or go to school. Those are like some rules. It's either school or job. Um, you know, that stuff's all important to me. And I have a do, I do have a great story about this. I, I mentioned to you earlier, I had a guy, um, I worked for, for a very long time. He was, he was owner, part owner of this dealership mm -hmm. and he was very big on one-on-ones, right? In the automotive world, we do one-on-ones. So you sit with your sales associates and you, you find out what's going on in their lives. You see how they're doing and, and you talk to them about their deals, their leads, their unsold follow-up. Right. And you, it's like a coaching session. And he was very big on one-on-ones always bugging me. Come on. Are you doing your one-on-ones? Are you doing your one-on-ones with your, with your team? And I, I really, really gave him a hard time about this. I teased him about it because he, he had, uh, he had quite a few kids and what he did is he, he started, I think it was like a weekly thing where, he would do a breakfast with one of the kids separately. And he called it, he called it one, a one-on-one. -on -one. And I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? you? Everything's work with you. Why do you have to, why does everything have to be like, like tied to work? You know? And I used to, I used to give him a hard time about that, but he had the right idea. Right. Because when you have more, when you have multiple children, they're all yearning for your time. Absolutely. And, um, he made sure that they got some of that individual time. And I, I have not done a good enough job with the six kids of that. Um, you know, I, I remember one time I took one of my older daughters to dinner by ourselves and she's still, she's, you know, she's whatever, 22 years old. She still talks about it because <laughs> it was that one time that we did something by ourselves. Right. Um, so that's, that's important. Well, and, and you know what, um, like business, all right, um, you know, I, I feel like we learn more from our failures than we do our successes. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know what, and it, it, if you think about it, I mean, our entire business is a foundation of a combination of successes and failures. And I, I actually sure. think like, you know, the bricks that are failures are actually much larger than the bricks that are successes right, um, right. because they just support so much more in the sense that we grow and we learn from them. And, you know, I, and, and, and look, this, this is the point of doing this podcast is that, you know, we're, we're not experts. We fumble. Oh yeah. <laughs> we fumble All the time. A lot, All the time. you know, uh, but, but I think by just being open and transparent, others can learn from it. I mean, look, yeah. I learn more about what to do in business. All right. From, you know, talking and working with people and watching of what to do and what not to do. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and I never felt like th like th there's enough business mentors out there that I can, you know, I can shake a stick out. I'm like, oh yes, I can find that. But not a whole yeah. hell of a lot of the business of parenting mentors. And that's why we do this podcast, right? Yeah, it's just absolutely. like, you know, there's a hundred things I wish I did better of, you know, the first, you know, when I, when I, when I was a deal, the principal and I had my own dealership, like for, the, for two and a half, three and a half years, man, I wasn't home. I wasn't yeah. there. You know, right. like a young dealer principal starting off their business. Like I was like, I was, I was going in on Sundays because nobody was at the dealership. So I can get yeah. caught up on paperwork, get stuff done. Yeah. just get stuff done. Right. But you know, like, th but that's just where we learn. We can, we continue to evolve. And there are things that we find that, you know, are, 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 uh, 
what I call kind of big wins and that we continue to maintain those wins. You know, we got a chance to talk a little bit about this off camera um, before where we talked about, you know, just communication. And, yeah. you know, you have this amazing, you know, regular cadence of communication with your kids. And we're going to, I want to get into that because that's not something that I grew up with. I mean, if I talk to my parents once a month, maybe once every two months, that's normal. Yeah. But um, so, so tell me about that last text message you got from your daughter. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> last text message. Oh, oh, which one? <laughs> she was sending you a song. Oh, 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 yeah. So, uh, okay. That's a great story. Okay. So my, my daughter in California, when she lived here and, you know, with me, um, we, we didn't text all that much. We didn't talk all that much. Even when she was at school, she was at school like 40 minutes away and we didn't text all that much. We, you know, there was all obviously a lot of love there and everything, but mm -hmm. when she moved to California, she started texting me more and a lot of mushy texts. Like, you know, I think she started really, really missing and, and me as well, just that she's not right there anymore. You know, mm -hmm. that I got to get on a, pl a plane to go see her. And, um, we have a song that's kind of our song. I actually have a song for all of my kids. I have a playlist. Each kid has a song, um, all six of them. And some of them have multiple songs, but they really all have one song. That's their song. And she, she, um, texted me a link to the iTunes song. That's our song. Oh, I'm so sorry. See, do not disturb you I'm doing it right now. <laughs> So she texted me, uh, she texted me the, the lyrics, uh, not the lyrics, the, the link to our song and, you know, told me she loved me and she missed me. And that, that like, obviously it, it got me a little bit emotional. Uh, that just happened last night. So we texted a little bit back and forth and I said, are you going to come home before school starts? So we're talking about trying to get her home here in the next few weeks. You, you know what? Uh, but I find that communication is key for connection. Um, and you know, that's, um, <clears throat> we know this in business to be very, very true, right? Mm -hmm. We we know this. I mean, we, we practice it very regularly. We, we yeah. know that if we over communicate to our clients, we maintain better connections and better connections generate more, uh, uh yeah. possibilities for growth and revenue and profitability. Um, so we, we know communication is, is insanely important in business and, uh, and, and so much so that we like, we'll, we'll like schedule it. You can go like in business, you, you, you go and you'll have a CRM and the CRM will tell you the next 12 times that you're going to communicate. <laughs> all right. With, with this person. And, but that mindset is so very, very true and important as it is, you know, in, in the business of parenting, we have to kind of maintain this intentional communication where yeah, it's like sure. where it's like oh yeah no you know what? it's my day it's my time i'm going to make this phone call i'm going to connect you know with the kids or mom and dad or whatever yeah. it is like you know it, it is so incredibly important to the business of parenting look i look, i know we're towards the tail end of our time uh because it goes fast right yeah. um but before i let you go i'd love to ask one last final question um you know with the, the six kids and all the worldly wisdom you have all right <laughs> um if there were if there was some advice that you would like to share to and maybe a a new or up and coming uh, parent that's getting into the business of parenting. Um, yeah. What advice would you share with them? So I'm I'm going to give you a couple of pieces of advice. The and believe me, I I screw up as a parent every day, just like I screw up in business every day. But um, first of all, if you have a young child, if you have a child when you're young, um, you have to know going in that you're going to get better and you're going to progress 
but do the best you can just do the best you can mm-hmm. and do everything in your power not to make those dumb mistakes. Like when I was 21 and was staying out with my buddies too late, drinking too much and, you know, had to, you know, was hung over all that stuff. Just, just avoid that stuff. Do the best you can because you have serious responsibilities now. That's my first piece of advice. The second piece of advice and I didn't start really doing this until my kids were, I don't know, I don't know, maybe over seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. I started telling my kids I was sorry. And a lot of parents don't do that. What I mean by that is when, if you, if you know you were a little too harsh on them, if you raise your voice at them, if you snap at them, if you, uh, if you hurt their feelings and you know, when you do it and you know, you were too hard or too harsh on them, tell them you're sorry because it goes so far with them. They will Mm -hmm. immediately forgive you. They'll immediately melt. And, um, I, I do it all the time. And I, I did the same thing with my sales associates when I was at a dealership when I was, cause I was brutal. I was brutal as a manager, <laughs> but I would, I would, sometimes I'd be brutal and I, I'd go up to and say, Hey, now I'm sorry. I was so rough on you. Right. Um, those are my couple of pieces of advice. I think, I think those I are, those go a long way. Well, and, and look, it's just uh, pride, right? Like you, you just yeah. kind of have to put it aside and just, you know, be willing yeah. to accept the fact that you made a mistake. And, and, but it, it's, it's one thing to accept it for yourself. It, it, it's acknowledging your mistake goes a long way. I'm a hundred percent with you. I wish I had something I'd, I've learned to do. I still don't do it perfectly. I will 100% admit that I am not a hundred percent great at executing yeah. on that, but I, I appreciate that because that even reminds me that I need to you know, yeah. And I'm telling you, it goes so far. Like I was on a call with, I was on a call with my, my business partner, Derek, and we're on a phone call and, and my, it was an important call at the time. I don't know if we were closing a deal. I don't remember what it was about, but, um, my daughter, she was, she was probably 10 or 11 at the time. And she, um, kind of kept interrupting. Um, and it was, she kept interrupting and I just, I just lumped her up. I lit her up. (laughs) and and Derek said Derek said hang up the phone go go make things right with your daughter I'm like I I want to do just that you know so I got the phone and I want to say hey I'm really so gave her a hug I'm really sorry I I yelled at you it was that was uncalled for you know I'm sorry um it was wrong of her to interrupt my phone call too but and I and I taught her that but I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have snapped that or, you know, well, it's, it's, it's teaching her that there are uh, ways to uh, respond or react. And I should have responded rather than reacting. And you know, that's okay. It's okay. This is what business parenting is. And also running well, a business. The whole other thing too, when, when, the, yeah. when you're running a business out of your house. <laughs> well, and you're, oh man. Yeah. I can tell you all about that. Right. Yeah. And you're parenting while you're running a business. You got two so, businesses it, in the same house at the exact same time. Now that's another yes. podcast topic. We'll have to jam about. Hey, Justin, man, thank you so much for taking <laughs> the time you. to jam with me today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you just just being open and honest and just just real about the whole thing. Uh, for everybody out there watching and listening right now, what is the best way to connect with you and kind of uh, connect with you and follow along with your journey? Um, LinkedIn is my main platform. Uh, Justin Searle. Um, you can email me, call me, text me, check out our websites, thinkadgroup.com and trustsalt.com. My phone number, my email is everywhere. You're, I'm easy to find. So 
Uh, anybody wants to talk or connect or need some need some help with parenting, especially young parents, I'm I'm definitely not the best, but I can I can tell you what mistakes I've made and how how not to make them on your end. <laughs> hey man, thanks again for taking the time to jam with me today. You have yourself an amazing day. You too, Jason. Thanks a lot. Thanks for tuning in to the Business of Parenting podcast with your host Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content. Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.